0: Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Winter. I'm very pleased to have Pablo. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast.
1: Hello. I'm glad to be here.
0: Now we're going to discuss Sir Joshua Reynolds. In his fourth discourse on art, Sir Joshua Reynolds insisted that we can find realistic art meaningful even when we know it is not accurate. He has said of Raphael's paintings, in all the pictures in which Raphael has represented the apostles, he has drawn them with great nobleness. He has given them as much dignity as a human figure can receive. Yet, we are expressly told in scripture, they had no such respectable parents. And of Saint Paul in particular, we are told by himself that his bodily presence was mean. Are Raphael's depictions of apostles, and particularly of St. Paul, true, false, informative, misleading, when Raynaud said that inaccurate realistic art can be meaningful? What could he possibly have had in mind? How would you answer, Pablo?
1: Well, we should first take a look at an analyzed work from Raphael, preferably containing St. Paul. A good example could be St. Paul preaching in Athens. According to an extract from joymuseums.com, St. Paul Preaching in Athens by Raphael depicts the Apostle Paul in Athens, delivering a sermon at the Aerophagus, as recounted in Acts of the Apostles in the Bible. The Aerophagus sermon is the most dramatic and fully reported speech in the missionary career of St. Paul. Raphael has positioned us at one of the listeners, joining the circle of people the Apostle is addressing. The audience is reacting in very different ways. The man and woman on the right at the front of are Damaris and Dionysius, who converted and became followers of Paul. Raphael has created a classical scene by integrating into the composition motifs from Roman uh, reliefs and ancient figures, buildings and statues. Well, with that said, his art may seem exaggerated to, for someone who only seeks realism in painting, but in this case, aim may have been to highlight their importance, while at the same time keeping their realistic proportions.
0: I agree with you, Pablo. Some say he was known to be a romantic and colorful in his portraits.
1: Indeed, he created really colorful art, but at the same time, he didn't dive uh, into abstract or mythological styles. He truly maintained the perfect balance.
0: Yes, sir. Joshua Reynolds was definitely the original influencer, creating portraits of people at their best. Apostles were the 12 chiefs disciples of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a religious leader of Christianity. Christianity is to be the largest religion in the world, teaching others about life through stories of Jesus Christ. Sir, Joshua Reynolds did religious paintings and portraits, which can explain why apostles were considered noble.
1: So Could this be considered misleading?
0: Yes and no. According to religion, we are considered in the image of God. Truthfully, we can be whoever we want, hopefully not at the expense of others. Maybe Reynolds inspired the apostles in the portraits to become what he depicted them
1: to be. So as a way to answer the main question of this topic, these portraits may as well be completely truthful, just not by any conventional means
0: yeah that's definitely true what about his other portraits that inspired other artists of different genres such as writers animation and film for instance age of innocence is a portrait of a little girl the title itself inspired others to use the same title according to the history of art it is reno's most reproduced painting over 300 oil paintings copies years after
1: yes and that work of art it's not the only one which stood the test of time We could take a look at Raphael's Divine Acts of the Apostles in the Sistine Chapel. For reference, an extract taken from the uh, nationandstate.com provided by the professor through a link. Uh, More than 500 years later, all 12 of Raphael's Act of the Apostles tapestries were recently hung as Pope Leo X had originally intended on the lower wall of the Sistine Chapel. The last time the complete series of tapestries were hung together And the chapel was in the late 1500s. Exhibition and Vatican Museum's curator, Alessandro Rodolfo, Torbiuters. One of Raphael's Act of Apostles tapestry is taken into Sistine Chapel, uh, where all 12 tapestries were hung together for the first time in 500 years. Gobernatorato SCV, Direzione del Museo. The rare event celebrated the 500th anniversary of Raphael's death in 1520. It also paid homage uh, to the ancient custom of adorning the papal chapel with the fine textiles and tapestries for noble ceremonies and important Christian liturgical traditions, Rodolfo said in a press release. The Sistine Chapel uh, is of universal importance, not only for visual arts, but for faith. Barbara Iatta. The director of the Vatican uh, Museums told Reuters, so we really uh, want to share this beauty with people, and if only for one week. Visitors gain a sneak peek at Raphael's Act of the Apostles, tapestries, as they are hung in the Sistine Chapel prior to being open to the public. Governatorato STB, gestione The beauty of the tapestries can be appreciated even more since their recent reveal. The Vatican Museum's conservators have, over a number of years, restored the tapestries.
0: It's interesting because Sir Josh Reynolds was actually inspired by Raphael. In his biography, he was a a big fan of Raphael. In the Raphael biography from Britannica.com: Raphael was known to be an Italian master painter and architect of Italian high renaissance. He was also known for his Madonnas and his large figure compositions in the Vatican. His work is admired for its clarity of form and ease of composition and for its visual achievement of a neoplatonic ideal of human grandeur. All right, so now I'm looking at Joshua Reynolds' artwork and they are pretty amazing actually. (laughs) He did a lot of portraits of people and I could understand why people said what they said about his art. This kind of reminds me of like our times right now, we're like we are constantly like taking selfies of each other and like our best you know our best version of ourselves right now and post it. but he was doing it way before that, making everybody look amazing. Have you seen any of his work?
1: Pablo?: lot of his work? yes, I've, I've seen quite a few, and as you as you recently said. He is like a human filter. He makes everything, everyone just look way better, way more colorful, way happier. It is impressing just looking at any one of his artworks.
0: And the way he positions them is pretty amazing. Like in the colors he uses, the lighting. Each piece is unique. Which one will be your favorite, you think?
1: Oof. At this point, I couldn't really decide. So how about we search uh, a few of his artworks and just discuss them and see if there's anyone which stands above the others?
0: Well, I'm actually, this one caught my eye. The Cupid, Cupid. untying the zone of Venus. I thought that was pretty interesting because out of most of them, she's actually showing her breasts. So I thought that was quite interesting.
1: Ah, uh, yes, found it, Cupid by Reynolds. It is indeed interesting. What ca- What first catches my eye, though, it's the in the bright hue of red is seen at the top right corner, followed by the darker tones on the uh, uh, through the left side. Also, Cupid's wings are seemingly interesting. It's hard to know how he did that. Overall, it's a beautiful painting.
0: So Pablo, I found another painting that actually caught my eye and that was the Colonel Eklund and the Lord Sidney, the archers. I think this is actually a perfect example of like what I'm talking about when it comes to mm-hmm. him making his, his artwork such, in, such an influence. Like if you see the way they are positioned, the, how dramatic it is. Like he was definitely like ahead of his time.
1: Don't you agree? Yes, the colors used are really impressive. And uh, as a side note, his horse, uh, it's really well drawn. That's not something many artists can do. Uh, yeah, the shadows are really well painted and it's a beautiful work of art uh, all in all. There's, but there's another painting that I wanted to add to this conversation. That would be Colonel Ackland uh, and Lord Sydney, The Archers. And yes, inspecting this artwork, I can't really tell the difference of who might be uh, Colonel John Dyke and who could be uh, the diplomat, Julie Alexander. Both uh, are in this picture. The different sizes I can see is that one of them is holding a wooden lung and the other one is, is with a light bow. Uh, they are apparently hunting. It's maybe a hunting game since we can see some elks behind. Is that an elk? Maybe. Uh, but, and yes, uh, on top we can see uh, some be- uh, beautiful scenery of trees. It's it's really impressive. Uh, what do you think about this one, Winter?
0: So from the in the archer's um, portrait, it looks like they're posing. To be honest with you, something like we kind of do at this age, where we make something look cool. So I think that's what he's bringing to the plate. But it does look like they're hunting, but you know maybe the, the hunting doesn't look as cool as how he portrayed them to be. So now right now something else caught my my eye, and that was. lady caroline did you notice that one
1: ah uh, yes lady caroline hallward she looks really young in this uh, portrait
0: yeah it's kind of remind you of the the age of innocence but this one she seems a little bit more like dark right yeah mysterious hmm
1: will you uh, might you know what kind of flowers might she be looking at
0: it might be roses what do you think like pink roses or red roses
1: yes pink roses overall a really mysterious work
0: i'm just surprised of like how many portraits he's did and each every portrait he positions them elegantly even the one with the horse i really like his paintings So Pablo, I'm actually moved on to the next artist, which is Raphael. And he was known for his Madonna's and Madonna is supposed to represent the Virgin Mary. So now we know how Madonna became Madonna. All right, into, oh, now let's get back to the paintings. Do you know anything about the Virgin Mary?
1: Uh, well, most of it out of his own paintings since he made quite a few. Uh, The first uh, one I would like to point out uh, would be the Madonna di Otalevi. Here we can see uh, the Virgin Mary holding uh, two children. Uh, One is less clothed than the other and the child on the left is holding what it appears to be a cross and is wearing maybe a halo? What do you think about that one?
0: So I'm looking at it right now and I, hmm. yeah, well, actually, no, he has a painting where they actually do have a halo above their heads, but the one with the cross, I don't see the halo. Yeah, if you go, if you look at thing? the painting of the holy family. Yes, Hold with Saint Elizabeth and the infant Saint John, they actually have halos above their head.
1: Oh yes, but yes, but that concludes. Uh, since if you look closely, he does have a halo, but it's less defined than the other picture, the other drawing art style. <laughs> oh
0: okay, actually, yeah, I uh, enlarged it more, and actually, it's really light; and you can barely see it. <laughs> but yeah, both the kids actually have. A, a halo above their heads. Oh, but both of You do. can't really see it. Oh, yeah, actually, both yes.
1: of them. Yeah. The one on the right also has it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah nice catch.
0: Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yes. Which one do you like the most?
1: Of the children. Or the baby or the Madonnas.
0: Well, I know you mentioned that you might like other of his work besides the Madonnas
1: other of his work beside the madonna's oh yes uh it's not uh, as much as like uh but more as an interested uh, about portrait of tomaso uh, Igigami called fredra uh it's oddly realistic don't you think like here you can uh here in this painting you could see a man wearing full red uh but He's looking at something curious, but there's something about this painting that's just intriguing. Do you see it?
0: Actually, I do see it. And it could be his eyes and the bright red is so bold that it catches your eyes and it's hard for you to not, you know, to look look away. (laughs) It could be his thinking face. So, but you can tell there's something wrong with his eyes as well.
1: It's It's oddly realistic.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah, I think he's actually contemplating what he's going to write based on the position and the way he looks up. Yes. So I, sc- I looked at another one of his paintings, which is titled St. Michael Vanquishing Satan. I think that's pretty interesting to see, like a battle. And it looks like the good guy is above the bad guy.
1: What do you think? Yeah, that seems correct. Also, I've noticed uh, that Satan is represented as a mixture of a snake, a goat, and some flying creature. Uh, I'm not really well-versed in what kind of flying creature represents the devil, but mostly uh, goats and serpents are are pretty symbolic. So it's interesting uh, what uh, he might be trying to accomplish here. Also, the face of suffering from the dog and the crow, it's really obvious. That you can see on the left side.
0: Yeah. He definitely looks like a beast too. You can see his eyes. They look like a different color. He has horns.
1: Oh, yes. I didn't notice that. The duck has Oh, Oh, And also the bird. And what do you think of the children on the background? What's that? Are those men? So mysterious.
0: Oh, you actually have really good eyes. I cannot even. I'm still looking for that one.
1: It's on the middle right side of the painting.
0: So I'm looking at the next painting of his, which is interesting. It's called Ezekiel's Vision. And based on what I've researched on legoniz.org, each of the beings inside of the picture represents something so they represent like four different faces: the human, the eagle, the lion and the ox. So apparently each of that has each of those creatures is a significant part of the likeness of God that's in the portrait itself. So the lion is known for its strength and courage. The ox is known. The oxen is found throughout the temple in the sacrificial system in which the presence of God was experienced. The eagles are the prize in God's words for their speech and stateliness. And of course we have God there too. And I guess from what they're saying here, uh, the symbolize God omnipotence, wisdom, stiffness, and living given nature. So that wraps up our discussion on both artists Reynolds and Raphael. You can see how Reynolds was inspired by Raphael because they both loved religion and history and it portrayed into their portraits and artworks. Um, do you have anything you want to add?
1: I have Papa? nothing to add. It was really interesting. Both Raphael and Sir Joseph Reynolds share many similarities, but at the same time, they both managed to be extremely unique.
0: All right, so I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Pablo. I really appreciate it. This concludes Explore an Art Podcast. Subscribe to Explore an Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon. And remember, stay curious.